Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossab, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. It is NXT TakeOver War Games 2. Hot dog. Tonight, I am joined by Alex Palowski. You can see him on the post-Raw, post-Smackdown shows. But I'm also joined by one Warren Hayes. If you want weekly NXT reviews, NXT UK reviews, 205 Live reviews, we have those on our premium FightfulSelect.com service. That is one of our most popular shows. Warren, as, as we get started on this, you cover this every week. Did this show live up to expectations based on the build? I am going to be honest. I, I it sort of surpassed what I was expecting, if only because uh, of the very uh, small amount of build that was given to Champa and Velveteen Dream. I thought that was going to be more of a maybe a not a squash, but a blowaway match. Anyway, at least something that we're going to keep short. And oh boy. Was I ever wrong? I, I get like NXT does it every time. You're like, well, okay, I'm expecting, this. yeah, this looks pretty good. But then it just, they just blow it out of the water, man. This was a fantastic show. Warren will be joining us on the post Survivor Series show as well. I will do a quick UFC wrap up on the UFC or the MMA and boxing channel. Head over and subscribe to that, guys. Uh, if you subscribe and you leave a thumbs up, you'll be registered to uh, win that Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture signed photo. Also, head over to our Fightful. Twitter, retweet and follow, and you'll be entered to win a listen, you boy polo that I don't even have. What the <laughs> hell? Listen, you boy, number 100. It is happening November 28th. Tune in. The Melissa versus SRS press conference airs on uh, this Wednesday on number 99. But if you're a Fightful Select subscriber of any tier, you get the full unedited thing twice as long. <laughs> Now, Alex, we don't get matches like this on Raw and SmackDown. No, <laughs> no, we do not. And quite honestly, we do not get matches like this on, I would say, eight out of 10 WWE main roster pay-per-views. Uh, and that's what makes TakeOver so, uh, so special. I also wanted to take uh, a moment to say that uh, with the uh, with Survivor Series weekend upon us, 
Uh, that means it is the official start of fingerless glove season. Oh, snap. Because it is cold in my basement here in Milwaukee. It is promo cutting time for Alex. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the show. Before this, we had the all-bro and the all-pro Pat McAfee and Matt Riddle throwing up some bro chants, but that wasn't the last time we would see uh, see Matt Riddle. He came out to kick off the show. Great ovation, of course, made me very happy. Uh, go check out all of our Matt Riddle podcasts in the archives. But he calls out Cassie Sono, who they were supposed to they were supposed to square off this Wednesday. Instead, Riddle wants that match now. And it wasn't much of a match. He kneed Cassius Ono in the face and pinned him. But what Cassius Ono was able to do in about a minute for Matt Riddle, Alex, is something that a lot of people wouldn't ever be able to do for him. My God. This was very special, the type of selling that Cassius Ono put forth. Yeah, Chris Hero and Matt Riddle, albeit in different generations, are both Los Angeles independent wrestling legends. Like yeah. PWG just was built on those guys for a few years each. Um, and to the idea that in this arena, in this city, that they would do that um, for, for Matt Riddle, what, what a huge ovation he got coming out. I thought we were going we to get like a six-minute match that was going to like be hard-hitting back and forth with, with Riddle looking very mm-hmm. strong. I didn't expect this. But what I love is that this, to me, is the obvious beginning to a to an old head versus young guy feud that has yeah. several good matches in it and i'm looking forward to a heel cassius ono run as mr warren hayes has been predicting for months yeah uh cassius was this or cassius i, I called warren cassius <laughs> warren, was this everything you dreamed of because for me it was i felt a little bummed not seeing matt on this card but I, this this more than made up for it. Well, you know the 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 excuse that or the reason I should say that Triple H gave us for you know just keeping it to four matches was relevant. You know, more time for the two out of three falls, more time for war games. So I was like, ah, you know, at, at least there's logic to it. It was a nice surprise to have Riddle appear. What I really liked about it was at the end, you know, when he did knock out, he get he got the pin on on, on Ono, and Ono was trying to stand up, and you know, Ono was still very defiant, right? He was still like. Come on, but he was on spaghetti legs and holding himself against the ropes. It was fantastic. What a great way for Riddle to make an impact. And I'm with Alex. I want more of these two. This started off what I thought was just an incredible stretch. There there wasn't anything on this show that I would recommend missing. But uh, this women's match, Jesus Christ, they went 100 miles an hour. And yep. one of the reasons why Triple H told us on the, the media call, by the way, I will be live on the media call right after this podcast, join us on this channel. He said two out of three falls might take a while. War games might take a while. The two out of three falls didn't really take that long, but they did work 100 miles an hour, and we, we saw one that the horsewomen could sell. We saw a lot of breathtaking uh, spots in this match. Sane comes out really aggressive. Baszler ends up tossing Sane outside the ring. Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir show up and attack Kyrie Sane. They roll her back in the ring. She submitted in short order. Warren, were you surprised to see this first fall come so quickly? Yes, and I was, and I was cursing at my television set silently because I have young children at home. Uh, yeah. But nonetheless, I was kind of mad because I was like, "Well, there you have it. This is what I did not want to see happen. I did not want a quick uh, two pins or three three pins." But the rest of the match just cleared it out for me. It was a very short-lived frustration. 
Well, <laughs> Shayna was able to kind of keep that momentum going for a, a brief moment until Alex, she was dropped on her goddamn head with one of the most psycho DDTs I have ever seen. Your reaction to seeing the spot, because my first thought was, oh God, I hope she's not paralyzed. Yeah, no, it was it's a it's a nutso spot. I mean, I I I did not I did not think that they were going to do that. I was like, ah, suplex onto the apron. That's it. that's good. That's it. I mean, usually they don't do that kind of stuff in women's matches. Oh Jesus! Oh no! Oh oh! I hope she can walk. That was basically my my immediately uh, reaction to that. Um, uh, yeah, I I I was surprised that the first the first fall happened so quickly. I was also surprised that they got Duke and Shafir inv- involved so early in the match. I kind of wanted like one clean one for Shayna, and then she can't put Kyrie away, so she has to resort to that. But I mean, the the match itself was was very, 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 very good. Yeah, I think because they only had the eleven minutes that they got, yeah, that they had to get them involved so quick. Let's talk a little bit about their involvement. Uh, one, Kyrie Sane hits this beautiful flying elbow, and all of them caught Jessamine Duke a little bit low. I was like, ah, a girl that size in the knees that that could spell trouble, but she ended up being fine. Duke then kicks the ring post. Marina sent into the stairs uh, before all this and back in the ring. Sane wins fall two with a flying elbow drop. Sane follows right up with a crazy spear sunset flat sunset flip power bomb and an Alabama slam. And then there's the, this finishing spot outside. And there was a lot of smoke and mirrors to this match, but man, if that smoke and mirrors wasn't good, the horsewomen get involved. Dakota Kai tries to thwart them. When that isn't enough, Io Shirai shows up and hits one of the most beautiful moonsaults I've ever seen, Alex. And the timing from everybody involved, horsewomen, Kai, Shirai, early indications that the horsewomen are picking it up pretty damn quick. Yes, uh, all all things that are true. Uh, I loved all of it. I'm, I mean, I, I expected an Io Shirai and, and Kyrie Sane alliance, especially to get Io on NXT proper. Uh, didn't expect Dakota Kai to be part of that, but I'm I'm cool with it. I think that she's got certainly got beef with Shayna. Um, what I wanted to say was how much I appreciated that the women uh, ringside were all in street clothes, and none of it was mm-hmm. revealing. It was just these women who were there in attendance, not to wrestle a match. They weren't in like gear. They weren't wearing bikinis. Like it was these these are these are fighting women as opposed to the main roster where where like Sasha Banks would have to be in her gear she wouldn't just be out there in a pair of skinny jeans doing moonsaults you know I love it man I, I love that I mean there was no reason for them to be in their gear like you said yeah yeah absolutely it, it made sense I mean they would have, they used to have or they still do have Nia Jax come out and pleather all the yeah, time all the time and I'm like she doesn't wear that but or back does in she. The, uh, maybe <laughs> Sane goes for the insane elbow, but Baszler catches her in a crucifix hold pin and wins the match. Warren, I like the finish. I like the match. I don't know many people, many women in the history of the world that have picked up pro wrestling as quick as Shayna Baszler. But the thing is, she has a ton of catch wrestling experience. This is nothing new to her. This was a simple transition. And it's funny because I mentioned on Twitter I knew Matt Riddle and and Jessamyn Duke both uh, a few years ago, and I had spoken a couple times to Shayna Baszler. None of them had ever done a pro wrestling match. All three of them were in the first 15 minutes of this show doing really outstanding things, which I think is um, a real testament to Triple H's eye for talent. This is 
This was good stuff. This was excellent stuff. And it all, the speed that everyone was working at surely made up for the short span, uh, the short amount of time that they had available here. Because yes, the pinfalls came in quickly, but man, it was a breakneck speed the entire time. Everyone was hitting their marks, their timing, like you guys said, even the horsewomen. It was amazing. And I dug the finish. I love the idea of Shayna Baszler always being like one step ahead. She's now it's, I've been a a cheerleader for her since she started in WWE. She's evolved so much. And now if she's moving or transitioning, maybe a bit from, you know, just being a, a a super killing machine in the ring, you know, that knows all these holds and so on and so forth. And now she's becoming more and more cerebral. Man, I mean, she's going to be a completely dom- – she's going to dom- dominate everything. I think Ronda Rousey's going to turn heel and align her persona a little bit more with these girls, especially yeah. the way – I mean, Paul Heyman's no dummy, and he's been writing for her since about two weeks before the end of the Bellas thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, any final thoughts on this this match? I just want to caution. I do not want to see Shayna rely exclusively on her horsewoman – you know, yeah. stable mates to, to win matches for her. I don't need her be in the Miz. Like she can absolutely hold her own and kick people's asses in the ring. She doesn't need, uh, you know, the B team out there. She doesn't need the, the Miz Tourage doing anything for her. That said, yeah. I would really like, and this, I've been talking about this on my reviews, a, a an undisputed era for the women's division though. Yes. I am 100% for that. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Up next, we had Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, in my opinion, match of the night. Alistair Black wins. Well, my match rating is going to give this a 9.5 out of 10. Oh, I thought boy. this was amazing, unbelievable. Johnny Gargano, the wrestling troll, is a good gimmick where he's just so good, he avoids all of Alistair Black's strikes, who comes at him the way that he should after such an attack. Black finds success on his kicks, but when he does his taunt, Gargano slides right back in and drop kicks him in the head. Gargano has this Punisher-inspired takeover gear, and then Black is able to stop Gargano's mention or momentum with a, a big Tope Hilo. But before that, Gargano had really been taking Black to school. Alex, was this how you envisioned the start of this match? Uh, no, no, quite honestly. I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's tough to say, like – I'm still kind of floored by the idea that Johnny Gargano is is the guy who attacked Black. I did not think they were going that way, so uh, I didn't know what to expect of this match. I, I loved it; it was it was very yeah. very good. Uh, I I will say I missed a big chunk of it because we had a uh, household emergency where the cat took a shit on the rug in the nursery. <laughs> Why do we need to know that? So I, 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 I told I you I'm limiting that. this show's time. I was doing okay. that, so I'm I'm going to seed most of the review of this match to, to okay. Warren. Okay, <laughs> well. Maybe that'll speed it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> wow. Gargano hits a suicide DDT, which is a suicide dive into a DDT, then a uh, slingshot DDT inside the ring. Black does a beautiful bridging German suplex that almost wins it, but he's putting the Gargano escape. Black counters that into a, a pin. Johnny kicks out. They really sold me a ticket on the finish for the kick and knee from Gargano. And then I was sold that they may have died because Gargano does a suicide dive right into Alistair Black's knee. Unbelievable. This match I thought was special. They almost uh, pinned one another in really close fashion, but Black cracked Gargano with a spinning knee. 
and then held him up for a couple of black masses. Warren, I loved it, but what did you think? I'm I'm on par with this. This is one of my favorite matches of the year, bar none. This is one of my top 10. And I was not expecting this. Well, I was really expecting more of a brawl thing, like a very physical kind of blood feud thing. But it turns out that it was just, it was, a, it, it, not only was it a, 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 a testament to both of these guys' uh, ability in the ring, but, but their ability to tell stories you have two elite level storytellers in alistair black and johnny gargano and again gargano hitting one of the another match of the year candidate another one this year this has really been his year almost was this year too wasn't it yes oh my gosh and i saw an almost match at the tapings last year that was just unbelievable that was outstanding to watch Alex, any any thoughts on this match outside of uh, cat duty? Yeah, uh, no, I I loved uh, the finish. The the because that's what you saw. The tope, <laughs> that's true. The tope suicida with with in, into the knee that 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 popped me huge. Um, and I loved I love I'm a sucker for for Alistair Black like holding a guy up with his foot before hitting the black mm-hmm. mass on him. I'm a total sucker for it. Sorry. I love Gargano falling into Black and that holding him up as well. Wow, the TV went crazy there. But um, at least it wasn't cat poop. Yeah, at least it wasn't that. (laughs) This was great. Uh, Do we see more out of this feud, Warren? You're the guy who covers it every week. Uh, Hard to say. Like, um, it's I if if you were to ask me, I would go forward with this a little bit more because even though we know why Johnny why. I still don't know how, Johnny, how did you yeah. take out Alistair Black for four weeks, five weeks, six? I can't remember the, the like, he injured him le- legitimately. Oh, yeah. How did he do it? I mean, I think he wasn't alone. I think we're not done with Cassius Ono here or maybe even Candice LeRae. We're not yeah, done Yeah, I, I want to find out. I mean, all we saw was essentially – Alistair Black laid stiff backstage. and But if, if you don't want to rely on somebody else to make you stiff backstage or in front of a crowd, hit up our friends at bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, B-L-U-E. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since they prepare and ship direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, the same price as this podcast, free. Use the code FIGHTFUL. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. It is a fantastic product. And I would highly recommend it. Should also hit up at Get Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them f- uh, from us. I mean, you know, I we we talked about the production values on a recent retro review, Warren, about how well some shows are lit. This show had sixteen thousand people, and it looked like ten. Should like, you want to accentuate? You want to blue chew your crowd? <laughs> you want to make your inch look like a mile? Not the other way around. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. 
NXT Championship match. Tommaso Ciampa successfully defended his title over Velveteen Dream. This went 22 minutes, 22 and a half minutes. Another unbelievable match in my estimation. Just kick out after kick out, but it works here. It works with this crowd. Velveteen Dream, super over. Him as a baby face works really, really well. He's dressed as Hollywood Hogan. And Bulls Ciampa around until Ciampa steals his headband, which I guess I don't get the the getting inside his head aspect of that. Is there something I'm missing, Warren? Well, I mean, you know, he puts so much effort into his gear. I guess you don't want so. people to start messing around with it. Come on, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I love Dream using the hair pull hangman, which doesn't have a name after all these years. The flying axe handle, all the Randy Savage spots. Then he goes into the Hogan spots, can't get the leg drop. That Chomp was hilarious. On, yeah, Chomp almost knocks out Dream with a couple of really good knees. And Dream just sells above and beyond almost. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Anybody I've seen at his age. Chompa hits another knee. Alex, what did you think of, of Dream kind of dipping into the well of classic superstars? We saw Michaels, Flair, Bret Hart, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Arn Anderson spots all done. Yeah. Um, look. Uh, Velveteen Dream is as close as we have to a prodigy in wrestling that I've ever seen. Like he's he's Mozart. Like mm-hmm. he, he's a he's a he's a child basically, and he's already so far beyond so many people who've been in the ring for 10, 15 years longer than he has. I, I can't I can't believe this guy was just this dude who was kind of untough enough for a while. Yeah. And now he's this. He's a goddamn folk hero now. He was like, a meme. He was literally a guy who wore American flag pants yeah, to yeah, an yeah. indie event and people yeah. saluted his pants. Yeah. That's how people knew him for a yeah. long time. He's the 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 kickouts, the the showmanship, the selling. I mean this he's the stuff of mythos. Like and this crowd ate every bit of it up. I mean he's he's I can't wait to see where this guy's career—I mean, I mean, barring injury or him deciding to retire early, we've got twenty more years of this guy. Like, think about what he could do in his mid-thirties when he's at the absolute prime of his career, like early thirties. I, I can't imagine. Unbelievable! This match was was really really good. <laughs> we see the Anderson Spinebuster, a second Pescado. The match hits for Dream, and he applies the figure four around the post. And Ciampa taps. Now, Dream didn't win this match, but Ciampa did tap, but it didn't count, and it was completely reasonable. Do we see this extend beyond this because of that? Is that played up in the future, Warren? 
Um, maybe again, I really think that this was a uh, kind of a let's give Champa something to do uh, while uh, Johnny is off uh, doing something else kind of thing. I I don't know how much you want to extend this feud, especially since you encapsulated something such lightning in a bottle here. Nothing to take away from from Dream or or Champa, but you know, I've you know we've talked about this on on retro reviews before, Sean. You know, there are some people, you know, the, the idea of, oh, he doesn't need a title. You remember, you know, these discussions? Well, Velveteen Dream does not need the NXT championship. And 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 when he wins, it has to be his story. True. It can't, it can't be like beating Ciampa because Ciampa happens to be the, t- the, the title holder at the time. Like, Dream wanted this match because he wanted a showcase. That's fine. Dream should need to beat the man he eventually beats to become champion. Uh, otherwise, it's just like Viable Team Dream is a footnote in the Champa and Gargano story, and you don't want that. Dream has to have the whole thing be about him, and I can't wait until they figure out the storyline to make that happen. That's a fantastic point. It was exactly like with Aleister Black. It was all about getting Aleister Black to say his name. It was his story. Yes, You're absolutely, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the the middle and end of this match specifically. Both men are suplexed over the top rope onto the floor. This is after Dream had... Uh, applied another figure four, but Ciampa starts untying his boot outside the ring. Dream hits a super kick, and Ciampa pins him with the tights held, but the ref is like, no, no, we can't count this. Velveteen's ass is out. It's been out the whole match, but who cares? Rolling Death Valley driver hits. Every time I see that move, I'm afraid Dream's going to spike himself, but he never does. Nope. Uh, Ciampa can't get a pin on anything, even a Project Ciampa, and the crowd is rocking for Dream. Ciampa tries to leave with the title, but gets Dream DT'd on the title. But no. Ciampa kicks out of his boot when Dream goes for another figure four and plants him with the DDT of his own. No dice. Champion pulls up the mats, threatens the DDT, but Dream pushes them both over the announce table. Ciampa gets hung up on bitching at Mauro Ranallo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, that's... Gets- that's where you know you have a goddamn heel on your hands when he goes after Morrow. Nobody yeah. goes after Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did, and he got a uh, Death Valley driver to the floor and a Purple Rainmaker, but he kicks out. Ciampa comes back, hit the DDT on the steel in between the rings for the win. This was a lot of fun, Alex. Yeah, uh, I mean, th- everything the last five minutes of this match is like this. I mean, again, I, I won't, I won't go into exactly why. Again, for for those with you know squeamish stomachs, but I did miss part of the Black Gargano match. But this was my match of the night. This Champa Dream thing. This was my match of a very long time. I mean, the the it, it was just Dream, just just all those kickouts and everything he was doing. The fact that he like almost died get, trying to do uh, his his purple rainmaker elbow to the apron and went all the way to the floor. Um, like this, he's just great. And I love, I love that Champa was the first guy to be like, Hey, these two rings are connected by this steel plating. I think I'm going to use that. Like, cause of course Champa would be that guy. Yeah. I mean, all the, all the matches on, ta- on takeover war games take place in one of the two rings. I'm unless they said anything, I'm pretty sure the other ring is still just like out of bounds. It's just like being thrown out of the ring. I wanted to see more of those other singles matches utilize that part of the ring and like jumping from one to the other, whatever. I love that Ciampa spiked DDT'd him onto that steel plating. I thought that was great. Warren, 
You've been, like I, like I said, you've been covering this every week. FightfulSelect.com. Hey, guys, I want to announce, by the way, the Weekender podcast. Uh, Steven Jensen of Fight Talk will be t- taking over the Impact, Ring of Honor, NWA, and BTE reviews. I'm going to do something special with the weekly and injury report coming up soon. I want to give you all more voices on that service. That way it's not me every single episode. Uh, so that's something for you guys to look forward to as well. Check that out. Me and Warren filmed a couple more retro reviews this week. Warren, this title match is the culmination essentially of what you've been covering every week. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, what a way, what a way to bring it to a, to a conclusion because this was absolutely fantastic. Like I said, there was practically no build to this aside from one tirade in the ring, which actually ended up with Nikki Cross interrupting and then moving on to the Aleister Black Gargano storyline again. Uh, there was really no build, like actual gravitas. This was the only match on the card that didn't carry any real gravitas. But man, when you saw Dream come out in Hollywood Hogan in the Dream World Order t-shirt, making everyone on Twitter explode for these t-shirts, holy crap, you knew you were in for something special. And we did get something special. Now, full disclosure, I may have to duck out of this stream a little bit early, which Warren and Alex will continue as uh, I do have to get on the Triple H media call. But let's talk about war games. Pete Dunn, Ricochet, and the War Raiders defeat Undisputed Era. This surprised me. I thought this was going to be like an Undisputed Era signature match, essentially. Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks it should be. Pete Dunn has not wrestled since September 30th. They, they've kept him out for a while. I was surprised he did as much as he did. But Ricochet and Cole start off. Ricochet gets a backstabber delivered to him. I didn't think that putting a match that everyone knows couldn't end for 20 minutes after these three slappers we just had was a good idea. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was. It was a good idea. It ended up being uh, good for the crowd. That being said, as far as the, the long matches went, I had it probably fourth best overall. Uh, O'Reilly is out next. He and Cole work over Ricochet's leg, do an assisted Ushiguroshi. Hansen keeps Pete Dunn from coming in next, which I think is smart psychologically since he was injured on that show. Uh, he does splashes and sentons all the way around. Ricochet runs up Hansen's back, does a shooting star press. And then Roderick Strong comes in. And Alex, when I see this guy, I'm like, man, Undisputed Era is the best thing could have happened to him. Oh, man. He was just... He was kind of floundering a little bit as like the do-gooder heel when he was doing stuff with Bobby Roode. Like I wanted to see him beat Bobby Roode, but I want to see everybody beat Bobby Roode. So <laughs> like it's just okay. Um uh but yeah, no, he's he's absolutely at home with these guys. And I love that he was kind of like added uh to Undisputed Era when Bobby Fish went out and Bobby Fish is back now. And it's just like, oh, no, no, we're not doing anything different. Like, Bobby Fish is back on the team, and so is Roddy, and now it's four of them. Now deal with four of them instead yeah. of three of them. They're they're such a great cohesive unit, all four of them. I can't wait to see how long this goes. And personally, I hope it lasts for a very long time on NXT because on the main roster, they're going to get buried. Roe comes in. He is a house of fire. I love his gut wrench offense. He does this powerbomb power slam, but I'm not sure why Hanson just wouldn't powerbomb the other guy. Uh, I thought it was an interesting way to keep Dunn out of the match. Bobby Fat Fish attacks, locks Dunn's cage. But they end up bolt-cutting him out of there. Uh, there are also undisputed era chairs. It's Dunn's time. He gets It gets busted out. Go, goes and grabs a kendo stick and goes after undisputed era. Ricochet takes out the pile, which he would do later. 
with a double moonsault, Jack Evans style, and nobody fucking caught him. <laughs> nobody. No, he went too far. Nobody. <laughs> he, 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 he double moonsaulted at, at, at a distance that was too far for people to, it's like, oh, oh, you went over our heads. Like, yes. he's amazing. There was a pop-up power slam from War Raiders that looked good. Hanson splashed O'Reilly through a table. Fish speared Road through a table. The doomiest Tower of Doom ever. Yeah, on a cage, which made me a little bit okay with it because I haven't seen it all the time. In stereo, Frankensteiners. O'Reilly had an ankle lock with a chain applied while Cole had done with a chair across his face. Uh, while uh, But Ricochet broke it up. Eventually, though, Cole ran through his signature spots. Dunn kicked out, hit the bitter end in the 450 on Cole. That beats him. Uh, Warren, Alex, as I depart, let me know what you all, you guys think of this. Um, um, I, well, okay, go ahead, Alex. No, you, you, first, you first. No, no, you're the old hat here. Um, I, I loved it. I, I loved this. There was literally everything in this match. Um, everything. And I, I, I couldn't have been more um, more pleased with, with what I was watching. I mean, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Imagine. I mean, I said five years years ago, the idea that you would see under the WWE umbrella, Ricochet, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy Strong, Bobby Fish, War Machine, and Pete Dunne main eventing in a War Games match. Like, that's why NXT is so special. Like, these guys getting to go out there and just do all their stuff. Everybody got literally every bit of their shit in. And it was so cool to watch. I mean, all this stuff. That, I mean, there was some stuff that, that was that was very, very pro wrestling that I didn't love. Like Bobby Fish made a big deal of putting a different lock on on Pete Dunn's cage, and then throw, and then when it was time three minutes later to let Pete Dunn out, the refs like, "Hey, my key doesn't work on this yeah. one," and they're like, "Oh, maybe I should. I'll go get in some bolt cutters." Dude, you could have left and gone and found those bolt cutters three minutes ago because you knew you were gonna need them. Oh, well, fine. It added a little bit more, whatever. But there were so many fantastic spots in this. And I, I also love that the, the end of this match was not about anything else except for, oh, Mamma Mia, promoting the, the continuation of this Pete Dunne versus Ricochet. Respect, but damn, I like that piece of gold you're wearing feud that's going to probably carry us through Royal Rumble time and maybe even to Mania. Like, these guys work so well together. That match they had on NXT TV, just, I'm I'm still requiring a hosing down. That match was so crazy. That was months ago. It was. And I, I'm I'm loving every, all the directions we can go from here with NXT. TakeOver never disappoints, and this one was one of the best I've ever seen. This was fantastic. I, am I am I being a little maybe nitpicky if I'm sitting back here and as much as I enjoyed the War Games match, I'm like, eh wasn't as fun as last year's am i being a little nitpicky no i mean i think that that um last year's was interesting because it was three different teams mm-hmm. so you had guys who were fighting each other and uh, fragile alliances i like this one because it was pure like the old war games was always one team of four guys i guess another team of four guys and that was it i mean it wasn't obviously fully pure because there's not a roof on the cage <laughs> so it's not really war games uh, also, 
What? It could end with a pinfall? It doesn't have to end with somebody giving up? That's not really war games. This, this okay. is really interesting. My, 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 my Twitter trolls don't sound the same as yours. That's really interesting. <laughs> well, I just imagine them being very, very angry trolls. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a troll like, and I am angry. Under the bridge not, trolls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, no, not, yeah, not, I'm, I'm really angry. Those, those people, I don't, I don't like, listen, I understand it's not the same thing. And I love those old matches. This is different. And yes, maybe you can say if you're a purist, then they shouldn't call it war games, and I'm fine with that. But if but, you if you can take all of that out of context and just watch what you saw tonight and go, this was stupid because there wasn't a roof, <laughs> man, you're you're not watching the same stuff I'm watching, man. I no, just for not. Sure. For sure. And don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the match tonight. Uh, it, it 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 was tremendous, and I found all sort. I, I found that there were there there was enough room for a whole bunch of stories to be told in the ring as well. And as I am with you, just the fact, you know, for the Ricochet Dunn thing, just the fact that both guys draped oh, their yeah. hands over for the pin. That, Let's just watch them next on uh, next episode of NXT come over and say, I got the win for the team. Oh, yeah, and Pete yeah, yeah. Dunn coming, I I got the win for yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, and, and uh, yeah. it'll so be good. fantastic. And yes, yeah. I could just one of them has to drop one of their titles, though, and that's the sad thing about it. Well, like I want Pete Dunn to hold the UK title forever, or right. at least until Zach Gibson takes it off of him. Right. I, I, I'm, I, I just, I love the idea of a winner take all match. I just, I think that's always cool. Champion versus champion. I, I don't, I don't know how you have Ricochet be the UK champion, but I'm, I'm cool with that. Let's figure out how that works. Um, but, but let's I, not forget, like in New Japan, the first, you know, the the first uh, American to actually hold the U.S. title yeah. was uh, was just Robinson, you know. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I I really like this a lot. There was some stuff in this match that I'd never seen before, but it was kind of obvious. This the idea of while O'Reilly and Strong had done in that one hole with the ch- chair, the other guys were keeping everyone else in the other ring with chairs and kendo sticks. Like just like, because if you can't get in there to save him, eventually he's got a tap, and that's that's brilliant in ring storytelling that I never would have considered. But I was like, oh, oh man, how is Ricochet going to jump for things in order to stop this from happening? I just love being like a half step ahead, be like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, gosh, I love Ricochet so much. And these little moments, you know, and uh, and I know it feels like now like we're fanboying over the match <laughs> because we're, we're <laughs> but but I mean it was really that fun. These moments where you know when uh, um, when they had uh, when Undisputed Era had who was it uh, was it it wasn't Ricochet it was was it Pete Dunn that they had in a lock yeah. and they were they had they were in over on one ring and yeah. they had completely cut off the rest of the babyface team on the other yeah, side they were yeah, keeping yeah. them away with the toys exactly. that was fantastic just these yeah. little moments where you're like they they're using the rings they're using the tools to 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 create these very sensible moments where you're like oh my god okay he's really in trouble he's gonna tap but speaking speaking of toys and tools if they actually reproduce those black WWE shop is going to sell a fortune worth of those things like those are so great i'll buy one yeah no doubt and i think it was sean every time i do the podcast And I think it was Sean who was uh, who who coined the term on Twitter, the undisputed undisputed chair us. 
Yeah, that got a great reaction. Okay, so <laughs> I think what we're going to do here, folks, is is wrap it up. Uh, maybe some final thoughts on the show, um, Alex? No, I... I oh, you can't inter- wait to you, see where... All- your internet is breaking up pretty bad all of a sudden there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, a, um, a, a, as far as as far as my thoughts are, this was fantastic. It's definitely one of WWE's best pay-per-views of the year, not just NXT. And I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, because every time we have a takeover, we're like, wow, this was fantastic. It was one of the best of the year. And it feels redundant. It feels we're always saying the same things. But again, tonight, we had such special moments, such fantastic, fantastic matches, some great storytelling uh, I don't know, Alex, at some point, uh, I'm kind of hoping for a takeover to suck so that we can have something else to talk about. <laughs> Just some variety. Not going <laughs> to happen. I know. I'm the, I don't really hope that. It's true. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for for tuning in, for joining us, for jumping in the chat, for watching live or watching in the future whenever you want. Remember to visit Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com if you want all your wrestling news. FightfulSelect.com is there. I'm there every Wednesday night doing NXT uh, 205 Live NXT UK recaps. Sean is there with The Weekender and all sorts of other great stuff. Q&A. We also do uh, retro pay-per-views. There's all sorts of great stuff there. Go take a look. FightfulSelect.com. Thank you for coming over here, folks. We'll see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.